special episode of the Square and Compass podcast back down once again uh, for the second time in Colombia, this time with Bruce McLean. Uh, he is the owner, operator of BNB Columbia Tours. Owner, operator, founder of BNB Columbia Tours. And absolutely, you know, we, we got in touch through through the Facebook. Um, when I saw, you know, you were interested in being on a podcast and that you were a tour operator, that you know, that definitely got my me got me thinking about you know one of the most important elements of Freemasonry is the idea of being a traveler and you know Masons are encouraged to travel as much as possible part of that is visiting Masonic lodges and Masonic temples but part of that is just traveling to see the world Um, you know from your end what is it that got you you know interested in founding a tour company and also why do you think you know what is it about touring and travel um, that made you want to you know take on I have no idea how much work it is a lot of work though I have no doubt in you know founding a tour company and and putting yourself on the line in that way to to own your own business in a even before COVID you know uh, a challenging industry to say the least well uh First, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, what can I say to start with? When I first I first came here, uh, 2009, I'm from New Zealand, lived in Australia for uh, 16, 17 odd years, came to Colombia to visit my sister, who's actually a missionary here. Um, so I was in Bogota and got to see a lot of the country for uh, more or less for around about three months. Um, during that time, it was, I just found it was very difficult to find English-speaking guides. So it was like, back then it was like, oh, there's, a, there's an idea. Because um, I've always sort of wanted, I've always had my own business. I've had a cafe and um, uh, I've always been in hospitality and that sort of thing in um, Australia and in New Zealand as well. Um, so it was, so I also met a girl, uh, which is um, one of the reasons why in the, moving here permanently. Um, she actually went to live with me in Australia and we got married and then we took many visits here and I just was able to see more of the country every time. I more or less fell in love with every different location um, here. It's, it's just such a great variety of everything. Uh, you may know, you know, it's the second most diverse, dio, um, my Spanish and English just gets mixed up right now. And all of a sudden, all the words go. Um, second most um, diverse country in the world um, after Brazil um, per square foot or meter, whichever way you want to measure it. It's easily got the most um, of everything. It's got the most variety of birds as it is. It's got amazing um, culture. There's 50 different states here. They've got a different, oh, sorry, 30 different states here. They have different culture, different clothing, different food, uh, music, and everyone. So everywhere you go, you can explore something different, something new. It was, you know, it, it, was, it was easy to fall in love with a place like this. It's just so interesting. Where I live um, 
in the coffee zone. It's just a paradise as well. Um, I can see from here, we've got palm trees, uh, all sorts of palm trees, different trees. We've got um, plantations of coffee, cacao, um, pineapples, um, sugarcane. There's just every sort of tropical fruit grows here. It was, for me, it was something, yeah, it was kind of like a no-brainer. I loved Australia, beautiful country. New Zealand, amazing. Um, but this is just like a no-brainer with the culture as well. Um, so that's sort of why I got here. And the, the fact that I just wanted to find that, I found that I wanted to share it with everybody. I wanted to get on the phone, do video calls, talk to anybody I knew in New Zealand and Australia, anybody who I, who I knew, and just go for a walk with them just to show them, look, you know, you can see this and see that, or you might see an iguana going along, you know, in your garden, or, you know, some brightly colored, you know, you see birds here that are orange, green, black, blue, you know, like bright colors, as well as the parrots, as well as um, oh, everything, you know, it's just a beautiful country. And it's something that I just, I just want to share. Um, and knowing that there was just like a, that space that I felt was lacking was the um, the English speaking side um, to be able to provide that service to the vast amount of um, travelers in the world who the majority are do speak English um, so now you know we offer a largest customer base is the US where obviously most are English speaking um, but there's also a number from Europe and other countries which might speak uh, French or German or something else, in which case they nearly all speak English as well. So it was kind of, kind of, it all, it all sort of, I don't know how else to say it, it all sort of just fell into place. It all just sort of, okay, we, you know, I came here, I fell in love with the country, met a girl, fell in love with her, I wanted to share the country, what was the next step? Let's move here and let's just start sharing it. And now that's, that's just what I've done. If, yeah, I, I don't even know what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing this now. It's all that I want to do. What would you say, um, you know, as a, a tour operator, as somebody in that industry, what, what would you describe as, as the value of, of travel? for an individual, um, the benefit they get, and not only from travel in general, but to, to make it more specific, you know, the value of, of traveling to South America, particularly Colombia, um, you know, the value to just to the individual of, of getting a chance to, to, to travel and to be somewhere like perhaps Columbia, where perhaps, um, you know, not many people get to travel to, especially over the last 18 months. You learn. Um, that's what I think is the greatest thing about living, really, is learning something more. There's more to the world than just where your, your neighbourhood, your town, your city. There's more than just that state. There's, you know there's so much to learn from interacting with other people in other locations, uh, whether it is, you know, even if it isn't a different country, if it's just in another state to do, 
to learn about um, how the mountains and the clouds interact, you know, how the, the clouds will drop their rain in order with the wind to blow them over the mountains, you know, to lighten up, to get over the mountains. So if you're, you're here and you, you can see the crops or the sugar cane and you can find and learn the whole process of making panela. Uh, Colombia is like the, the second largest um, producer of panela, which is a, I suppose you could say it's unrefined sort of sugar. And that's something that goes on, it's 14 months of a year. It takes 14 months of a year. It's 14 months is the um, the time from it's planted until it's into panela. So it's a, it's a year long thing. It's, it's done here with artisans that have done some, uh, the same sort of trade and same sort of using the same methods that are, I think, are around 300, 400 years, 400 is seven, 1500s is when they started making Panella. So it's 400, hang on, what century in now? Yeah, over 400 years. It's been, they've been making this. Um, you just, for me, learning is the greatest part of traveling, um, understanding culture, trying new foods, listening to new music, um, it, sharing and obviously sharing what you have with other people at the same time. I think it's the greatest thing you can do is to share and learn and that's, I think that's the whole point to life. Now I, uh, so we're recording this on a, uh, today's Monday, Three days from now, uh, I'm very happy to say I am booked in for shot number two of uh, the vaccine. To be vac uh, you know, vaccinated up. Obviously, you know every industry, but I think it's fair to say, you know, no industry, perhaps more than the tourism industry, has been, you know, severely affected by COVID-19, by the, the health restrictions, travel restrictions put in place. But now that our vaccination, at least in Canada and, and the States, which is where a lot of my audience comes from, you know, vaccination rates are rising. There was just a news report today um, that, you know, vaccinated Canadians no longer need to quarantine when returning from travel. We no longer have to, um, you know, book hotel rooms and then stay, you know, the government approved hotels, things like that. So on your end in Columbia as the owner operator of B&B Columbia Tours, uh, are you finding that you're, you're getting back into regular tours um, for somebody who is fully vaccinated or will be fully vaccinated shortly? Um, are they able to take part in the tours and travel to Columbia? Just what, what are the, the how, how, is, how is your company and more generally you find the industry kind of rebounding as we steadily um, steadily get those vaccination rates up? Um, well, you're correct. Um, as everywhere, it's uh, the, it was devastating here. The whole, everything uh, more or less stopped. Tourism has stopped for a very long time. It's slowly, very slowly starting to pick up now. Um, we're slowly getting a... What was the, um, in terms of the the, uh, the local economy, um, this is just a guess, I could, I could be wrong, but my, my assumption, because it's such a beautiful country, it's just based on, you know, the information you sent me, 
I'm guessing tourism was probably a pretty um, a pretty big part of you know the Colombian economy. Yes, um, from I'm going to say 2009 as well. I believe it is. It was more or less been increasing by double digits the percentage of tourism um, coming to Colombia. So it's just increasing, increasing, increasing. Some years, I think after 2016 peace accord, I think it increased 20% or 22%. Um, as far as the percentage of the economy, I think it's close to around eight, it's either between seven and 8%. Um, so it's a big, big chunk. And with that just stopping, it was, you know, it's hurt everybody, um, everybody who from the hotels, the guides, the drivers, the transport, people selling gasoline, um, everything, um, you know, as well as the government as well, because they're not receiving the taxes. Um, so it's just, it was, it's been devastating for them. Absolutely. Um, for all of us, for myself included. Um, I can't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, I know many operators who unfortunately didn't make it through. Um, I know, a number of transport owners who had to sell their cars, um, that sort of things. But it's been very tough, very, very tough for many people. But, um, you know, luckily it is very slowly, very slowly turning around now. Um, and of course, with the vaccine uh, rates going up so much in the Western world, like in the US and in Canada and is our main, oh, and Canada, I should say. US and Canada are our main um, uh, English-speaking visitors, I should say. Um, so based, so the fact that there are a lot of vaccines there, a lot of, I think it might be up to 37% in the US. I'm not sure what percentage it is in um, Canada yet, just now, but I believe it's not far behind if it's not above. Um, with that, I would definitely say it's the time to start looking. It's the time to start traveling. Even if you don't decide to come to Colombia, there are many, many countries, many places you could go that would um, absolutely, that, that need, need the tourism to rebound. Um, we can't just rely on domestic tourism um, because the domestic economy, they don't have as much, um, the domestic people domestic don't have as much money to travel and to invest in a in the nicer hotels and to invest in a guided tour. They'll look on Wikipedia and find out where to go, um, as opposed to somebody who's coming from the US or Canada who has got that the dollar is worth so much more there compared to the peso. Um, so I think that makes a big difference. A dollar in the US, I you know or Canada, it just goes so far, so much further here. So you can enjoy so much more here. Um, there's a lot of freedom now. Um, there is not, you don't even need to have a, a COVID test before coming on a flight now, for, before coming on a flight now to come to Colombia. And um, there was a recent change. Um, so anybody can just arrive. There's no quarantine here. Uh, if you've, we strongly, recommend people have the vaccine before coming because the last thing you want to do is spend your vacation in a hospital, um, which isn't in your home. 
Um, so you really don't want to come to another country where you may catch something, catch COVID. And so in which case we strongly recommend people having the vaccine before coming. But once here, um, you know, the Amazon is open, the Caribbean is open. Uh, there are some places that have um, uh, Tokarakata, which is, <laughs> sorry, in, in English, it's a curfew, night curfew. Um, that's to, so with the, where the percentages of the ICUs are quite full in the hospitals. And so to curve that, to get the rate down, they're putting a curfew on in a number of places at a certain time. I think in Cartagena, I think it's 10 o'clock. It might be 11 o'clock now at night. So and the, the idea behind it is that people uh, get to their hotel room or get home around about that time or a bit before and because after that hour, people tend to have a few more drinks and get more relaxed and don't wear a mask. And, you know, the social distancing isn't quite the same. And obviously this is a bit more of a spread of the disease or the virus. Uh, but yeah, other, other than the curfews, there's no real restriction at all now. You can go basically anywhere you like. So the actual, um, I'll, I'll leave a thing in the description to this video. So click on the description, but in terms of booking uh, tours, you know, what type of, of tours does BNB offer? Do you provide tours for both individuals or if you wanna do a group booking? Um, um, we and just primarily like nature-based tours, uh, but just, yeah, the, 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 the services that you guys provide both on an individual basis. And, you know, I'm always encouraging Masonic lodges to try new things. So, you know, who knows, maybe, uh, you know, a group of Masons would want to try traveling down to, to Columbia, take part in a, uh, a tour. Yeah, they'd be more than welcome to come. Um, we, we specialize in private tours. Uh, we think this is going to be definitely, we're glad that we were doing this before, um, especially with onset of COVID. Um, now we feel that people are more, uh, feel more comfortable traveling with in small groups or friends, family, that sort of thing. Um, so we do specialize in small tours. Um, can be one person or it can, you know, add generally one to 10 people. But having said that, I've recently got an inquiry for, I think it was 16 or 18 people to be determined for a bit of a tour in different locations around the country. Um, so we have, you know, we have the logistics. We, we know I have the transport. So whether it be a small car for four people or a van for 12 or a, a bus for 40, we have that. Um, I have that in all different locations throughout the country. We have the guides all throughout the country. Obviously, there are hotels and accommodation anywhere. So it doesn't actually matter what's, how large the group may be. Um, we can accommodate them. Um, we do specialise in the smaller groups. It's generally the smaller groups that come here, um, generally families or just a couple. And for that, yes, it's, it's not, it is a vast majority of the but we do do a lot of culture. We do, you know, there are 400-year-old towns, people walking cobblestone streets, um, with beautiful old churches, um, stone or wooden fences, huge wooden doors, 
you know, it's all a colonial style, many different varieties. There's, um, there's so much beauty in the cities as well that it's something you, you want to see. You want to go to those cities, but you also want to get into the countryside and see the beauty that's here. You want to get to the Caribbean on the beaches, um, depending on what time of year you're coming. You might be able to see the um, leatherback turtles coming in and laying their eggs at night. Um, if you get the timing right, there'll be other baby shout, there'll be other eggs cracking open, and, you know, little baby turtles scurrying down to the beach or scurrying down to the ocean in the morning. Um, it's, it's all about sort of the timing or if you want to go to whale watching or you want to check out uh, what, uh, 12,000 year old rock paintings we have that, you can swim with dolphins, pink dolphins, you know, in their natural habitat. Uh, there's monkeys, all sorts of monkeys, indigenous cultures. Oh, there's just so much that we can offer here, as well as the culture that basically every city provides. Um, and of course, Cully with the salsa, the salsa capital of the world. It's, you know, if you want to learn salsa, we actually have provide salsa classes in every city now because everybody wants to come to Colombia and learn how to salsa correctly. You know, not just, not just how others may do it. <laughs> to, um, to what extent uh, are your tours pre-planned uh, or when, you're, when somebody's at the booking stage, are they able to to talk with you about maybe their particular interests? So, um, you know, uh, if you had, for example, a Masonic Lodge booking your tour, their interests may be, they may just be there for fun and, and fellowship and brotherhood. Their interests may be more in the architectural side of things, seeing some of those older villages you mentioned and, and some of that, whether it's a Masonic temple or not, um, the mason is worth his salt. He should be interested in, in architecture of any type, uh, especially older, you know, older villages. Um, so yes, you know, is there an opportunity for groups to discuss with uh, Columbia Tours, you know, what they're specifically interested in, whether it be more the architectural, historical, nature, water, kind of, and working to kind of tailor a tour to their interests. Absolutely. That's, you're more or less saying exactly what we do. Um, we have, um, I think it's 20 different package tours, which we just more or less display and show. These are options, but every single one is customizable. Every single one uh, is, can be, we can add more tours to it, change what's in there. Everything is exactly catered just for what the clients are actually looking for. Um, in the initial part, when people actually contact us, we encourage them to fill out our free to quote form, um, which uh, gives them options of different areas and a general description of what may be in each area. So they have an idea of, you know, if they want to go to the Amazon and, you know, go uh, fishing for piranhas, or if they want to go hiking through mountains, or if they want to go through Barichata, which is the most beautiful town in Colombia, just hands down. It's it's just amazingly amazing views. It's just, it's it's right next to the Chickamacha Canyon, which is the second largest after the Grand Canyon in the US. Um, 
there's there's so much that they can choose from and depending exactly on what they're looking for we offer and cater and customize that package to them uh, it all the only seems to be the biggest restriction is the length of time that people have we we yeah that's always seems because there is so much to see here everybody finds so much such a big variety of of different things to go and see and enjoy and experiences that they can't they can't see it all and do it all in one visit and that's that's the only problem we ever have is that we can always cater to everybody's interest it's just a matter of being able to fit it all in the, in the two or three weeks that they may have available for this this particular trip well that's why they can always come back next year right book, uh, book a second tour they can't get it all Absolutely. in the first time. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. They <laughs> should always come back. You know, and, and then also in terms of customization or, or accommodation, um, you know, I, I myself use a, a wheelchair, um, but bring it back to, the, you know, the Masonic Lodge idea um, or just, a, you know, any group. We do have uh, a lot of older members who maybe use walkers or are mobility impaired and just, you um, you know, your work with with individuals who may have some type of mobility impairment or disability, or, you know, whether it just be a matter of, you know, older older age or whatever it is. Um, uh, again, is that just something you, you, you discuss at the start when you're booking the tour and figure out what, what um, you know, how best to make the tour work for the entire group, whether they be, um, whatever impairments or not impairments or anything like that they may be facing? Absolutely. Um, that is one of the questions that we have near the start. Uh, any dietary requirements, any physical um, abilities or disabilities or anything you can or can't do. Um, I'd say that a good, in reality, a good 80% oh, of our clientele, BNB Columbia Tours, are over the age of 60. So we often have, okay, these people can't walk on uneven surfaces for a long period of time, it has to be very short, or these people, this particular person in this group, they can't walk at all. They have to be more or less driven from place to place. Um, not necessarily, um, they're uh, yeah, driven from place to place and using their walkers from there. Um, but that is something we always have to, allow for we always have to be able to adjust the tour not every tour you can do that sort of thing um it's difficult um if you were in a wheelchair going into the beach um, to go and um to watch those turtles laying the eggs but you know you can still do it from the road just not quite as enjoyable but there are different tours that uh for different people's interests um but uh we do try to cater for everybody. Unfortunately, we can't cater for everybody, unfortunately, in every tour, I should say, in every location, especially being a uh, um, not quite the wealthiest country in the world, doesn't necessarily have the best access to many locations. Um, uh, hiking through the Amazon, I could think of as one. A lot of people aren't able to do that, um, so it's not it might be on their list of things they want to do, but we can't really accommodate for that because the paths just aren't flat. They aren't well maintained. 
but I, I assume it's like you said at the at the start, right? It's it's just the type of thing where um, you, you know, as long as you discuss these things at the the booking stage, um, right? There's always a way. There's always a way to figure out. At least I've always found, right? There's there's always a way to figure out. Okay, what what is wanted, and then how can it be achieved? And it might not be. You know, it might not be it's done exactly the same way as with the regular tour necessarily, but so long as you're aware of those things, right, it's always possible to find to find a workaround. It's just a matter of, you know, discussing it up front as opposed to showing up on the day of. Um, and I'm not going to mention those, but, you know, I'm sure, like I said, it, and that can be one of the things, right, a lot of people, and that would be one, one concern I I would think a lot of people maybe would like to travel to to Colombia, but if they're older, if they're mobility impaired, they may be concerned. You know, it might not be the most accessible country, that type of thing. But you know, I'm sure it's just a matter of a little bit more planning. But the things that are there, the pictures that I've seen from your website, it seems like it's well worth a little bit of extra planning to get the chance to travel to such a, a cool historical country. It is. It's a beautiful place. Um, and although there are many things that um, some people won't be able to do, there's a, a grand opportunity to do most things. Um, there's definitely, there are roads, you know, so we, we can do transport. There are planes to get you from one place to the other. We can, you know, we can do that. We, we have provided, you know, helicopter rides for people who... There's, a, there's this beautiful giant rock called, and called Guatape, which is a couple of hours from um, Medellin. And we have some people who are, you know, elderly couple that, you know, they could drive there but can't climb up the 700-odd steps to get to the top. Um, but there's a helicopter flight there, which is just a tourist flight just goes for 20 minutes around and it's a beautiful area. And so they were able to experience something that most people who are walking up couldn't do. So there's definitely, we can always organize something, always. So let's go back to the, um, I guess, uh, the, the more philosophical side of, of this. You know, you, you did mention at the start, right, that the value of travel is, is learning. Um, and for an organization such as the, the Freemasons, which has always put such emphasis on you know, since it dates itself to 1717, uh, though it probably it probably is really in the 16th century is when it started. But but since since its founding, it has always emphasized the idea of travel and and really encourages members to travel. And it's always been my advice to you know a new Mason is to get the most of your Masonic career. Right, you need to you need to travel as much as you can. And, and that can mean something as simple as, you know, in Windsor, um, you know, we have seven Masonic lodges, so seven groups of Masons that meet at one Masonic temple. So in that case, you know, traveling is just, if your lodge meets on Thursday, you go to your Thursday meeting, but then you also go to your Friday meeting to a different lodge. It's the same building, it's just a different day of the week. That's an example of travel. But obviously, travel can also mean traveling to a different city, different province, 
It can mean traveling to a different country, just across board of the States or a different continent, right? Well, as, as somebody who, you know, makes their living through the tourism industry, um, just why do you think, um, from a Masonic perspective or otherwise, what is it about that learning experience of travel that's, that's so valuable and so important? What is it, um, like, like, why, and especially now with people having been kind of stuck at home more or less or, or not being able to travel, travel for so long, um, like, what does it mean to lose out on the, those learning opportunities? And what does it mean that now those learning opportunities are coming back and Mason, non-Mason, whoever it is, can travel again and can take advantage of, of groups such as, as B&B Columbia Tours. Um, what does it mean to lose out on that? It's very difficult to, um, from my point of view, I have found it very difficult not to be able to travel around Colombia. Um, I know so many places, but I still want to see so much more. Um, uh, for me, I, I could only imagine, I know, I know some people who I've been talking to are going to be coming over in the next couple of months, have been just going crazy at home. Um, they're from, actually from Canada too. Uh, and they said they are just crazy and it's more or less if they don't get out and start traveling and go somewhere different, we're just, they're going to kill each other. They just can't just go work home, work home. They need to uh, get some inspiration for their life. They need to feel alive. They, I, I don't know if it's if it's like an addiction in that way that you um, you just want to experience more. You want to learn more. Um, so I guess for that way, what you're losing is I'm not saying you're losing time because you've generally got the time to go later, but you know. It's, it's so much out there to experience, to, oh, I keep thinking the same words. It's just, there's things and to you, learn. You know, you, I'm sorry? You, you brought up the idea of time, but yeah, you, not to get, not to get morbid, I suppose, but you never really do know how much time you have, right? And that's not to say, um, I'm not knocking any, any health restrictions like it's they're there for a reason and I understand you know the, the importance of keeping people safe but you know as these travel restrictions ease you know it's easy to always it's easy to to put something off till next month the next month the next month um, but the truth is you know it if you don't find a way to make the time for some of these things like travel um, it can be it can be very easy to to keep putting it off to the point that perhaps it never gets done because, you know, we we never really know for sure how much time we have. So if you have an opportunity to travel, um, grab it. You know, I wonder if that's the, the in the the shitstorm that is COVID. If, if that's the one benefit to to it is, I think a lot of people had this idea before COVID that you know I can always do it next month, right? I can always travel next month. I can always visit my Masonic Lodge next next month if I haven't done it for a while. And then 
you know, March of 2020, things get shut down and it's like, actually you can't travel next month and you don't know when you'll be able to again. So maybe it, it'll let people be a little more grateful for opportunities they do have and take advantage of those opportunities and not put them off. I think that is that is true. I think people will um, take that bit of extra time as well. Um, it won't just be the two weeks that they had scheduled. You know, that, okay, we're going to go for a two-week holiday. It's going to be stretched out for three weeks this time. Or, you know, it won't just be the one time they're going on a, going overseas this year. They're going to go twice. It's, it is what you said. It's take that opportunity, grab it with both hands, get out there, experience it. You'll love it. It's my worst vacations are still better than not going. It's the case. It's I'm always experienced. And it is a Colombian um, saying, which is uh, it's always the journey, not the actual destination. So the whole experience of getting there and getting back. And that's so, so very important to, to your life, to, to growing as a person as well the uh yeah i agree completely and i think that that's probably why um you know the the old the old the the, the those masons in the 16th century or 17th or whenever this whole thing got started um right i, I think that they recognize that too it's probably one of the reasons why the emphasis was placed so much on travel and, and has continued through, right? It's, it's just recognition that, that traveling um, will make a, a more well-rounded person and by, you know, by extension, a more well-rounded mace taking the, the time to travel. So it's something they probably recognized and it's why it's, it's been such a, a major component of Freemasonry for 300 some years, at least, you know, a, maybe not practiced as much as it should be, but it's always encouraged. Um, and hopefully my, my hope is as vaccination rates go up, as restrictions ease, just like I said, people recognize you might not always have the time you think. So take advantage of it, travels, go, you know, go to places like Columbia, because knock on wood, hopefully, right? We we things keep going the right direction, but you want to take advantage of opportunities when when you can. Absolutely, they may not be there next year. You're right. There may be unfortunately another virus. There might be a COVID twenty twenty two. You know, we don't know what's going to happen next. So absolutely, if you if you can get that time off work, you know, I always put a bit of faith in um what I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a positive thinker anyway. I always, I'm not concerned if my bank balance is getting down because I know I'm always going to get more. So I can always, I'll always get more from somewhere, somehow in the future. So if I'm getting down, if I've got that opportunity to go and do something that to enhance my life or to enhance my, oh, I don't know, maybe my spirituality, maybe just my uh, belief, my learning, my whole everything just to make life that much more better to understand another culture to under to to live to learn is um i try to take it tomorrow now, I, yeah no go sorry, go. 
I was going to say tomorrow's tomorrow is going to be another day and something else will happen tomorrow and it's going to be good but I've got to try and get do what I can today so I would guess just based on my consumption uh that you and I have one thing probably in common you said you're in the coffee uh region of Columbia and I drink a lot of coffee. It's one of my most favorite things in the whole world. So I'm assuming at least a few of the, the uh, coffee beans that have come my way started off in your neck of the woods. Um, if I ever were to make my way down to, to Columbia for a tour, maybe with the group or individually or whatever, whatever it is, I would love to check out um, you know, where my coffee comes from. I don't know if that's possible at all, but I love coffee. So I thought that was really cool when you mentioned that. That is, um, and absolutely, uh, there's a number of coffee thinkers. A thinker is like a, a traditional um, homestead, I suppose you could say, uh, where you know for generations and generations they've been growing the coffee beans. Um, we we take tours, a number of different tours, different cities, different locations, uh, where you learn everything. Um, you'll learn when to grow it. Uh, what time of year, what climate, you'll find that um, some will grow it with cacao as well. So eventually over time, there'll be a, a slight chocolate flavor to the bean. Um, others put fruit trees around it and some in the, in the plantations as well. So there's a bit of a, a sweetness to it. You're, you know, there's a different, the different altitudes of different uh, acidity. Um, there's so much to learn about it. Um, and we, we, we provide those tours where you can, from the very, from the seed to the cup, you'll learn it all. We provide the tours where you can actually stay on the thinker, waking up to the smell of the coffee. It's, it's wonderful. I've, it was one of my first tours here on a coffee thinker and every morning I'd wake up and they had the fresh cup of coffee just brewing outside my, my bedroom door. And it was like, and it was this first smell of morning. It was like, oh, it was, it's just heaven. But we, we have that here, we, you know, and oh, there's just so many different, the cacao, the, my personal favorite right now, I mean, I love the coffee, love the coffee tour, is Pinella. Um, it's a, there's a, they're called, fat, these factories are called trapeches, which are all small artisan, um, small artisan run um, factories. It's, it's actually law that they can't be, uh, big and can't be taken over by a big international manufacturer. So, then, uh, you know, you can do the whole tour where they're cutting the sugar cane, you know, machetes in the field and they're putting it on the back of a mule on a like a donkey, a mixture between a donkey and a horse um, to take it to the to the factory to go and um, cut it all up, and then they're boiling the boil it or the juice comes out, then they're boiling it and scooping it up and scooping it and this liquid boiling hot stuff and they're just scooping it up and splashing it into the next. And it's, it feels, it's just exciting watching it. And this, and this is the sort of thing that you, you can experience here that you can't experience in um, first world countries, I suppose, where in reality, you wouldn't be, you'd have to be behind a glass window you wouldn't be able to get so close to this 
boiling hot liquid splashing over and you just, you know, there's a little bit of an element of danger to it. Although nothing, ever, you know, we're always very careful with our, with our travellers, but there's, but absolutely there's, there's that, there is the coffee tours, cacao tours, you can go paragliding here. We've got some beautiful locations for paragliding. Uh, we've got, uh, there's a place, there's, um, it's called Maripasario, which is like a butterfly house. Um, and it's beautiful and you'd be surrounded with like a thousand butterflies which are all sorts of colors blues um, browns it's amazing patterns it's not just the birds that Colombia is famous for because there's so many like where I live here there's there's 27 different varieties of hummingbirds alone and in this region I think there's something like 340 more or less of actual different birds different species and it's just it's like wow it's it's amazing what you can see here in the nature and the culture you know the amazing churches just walking through those churches those cobblestone streets you can see lamps that you know were lit you know 400 years ago where you know they still work now there's there's things like that or if you wanted to get into uh and interested in the indigenous side and then there's so many different communities in different areas which are so very different their clothing how they weave um some are experts in um jewelry some are experts in clothing some are baskets um others are fishermen you know there are some who you know are herdsmen with goats and in, in la guajera up north and they live and just desert it's just an amazing amazing country and we there's so many tours to do just everywhere uh, i just you know I, I tend to get a bit excited sometimes when i start talking and then then it all gets too much and then, oh i don't know i've got this as well but no, there's there is so much to do here in the pacific coast whale watching um there's beautiful jungles natural um thermal pools where you see just this and you can, you know, relax in these beautiful waters, watching, you know, the just life go by. There's uh, mud volcanoes where you can take a bath in mud, and you know you can lie in this, and you're like suspended. Um, so it's it's weird, unique, just things that you can't experience anywhere else. We've got it here, and yeah. But absolutely, if you want to come and just do a coffee tour, no worries. But we can give you so much more as well. Uh, so I, I mentioned before, you know, I'll leave the, the link for your website in the description. But just throw it out there too, you know, if people want to get in touch with, with you to book a tour, whether it's group, individual, coffee tour, vanilla tour, whatever it might be, or some combination thereof. Uh, Whale watching, you know. Uh, uh, just what's your contact info, and and how do they get in touch with you? Okay, easiest way: email me info at bmbcolombia.com. That's a very easiest email. Um, I've also got a couple of phone numbers: one here, one in the US. Um, they can also get hold of me on those. That all the contact information is on the website, uh, and yeah. We just go from there. Easiest thing would probably be to have a look at the get a free get a free quote page, 
have a look at the basic ideas of what's there. Let us know what you're interested in. We actually provide um, videos of um, basic tours that we've um, done in different regions. So you get an idea of what is uh, in the coffee zone and an idea of what's in the Caribbean, what's in the Pacific coast, what's Bogota, all these sorts of things, what you can do there. Um, so we'll be sending videos to you and there we just sketch your, all your interests and create a free itinerary for you. Whether you come with us or choose to use that itinerary for yourself, it's still gonna be yours. That is very cool. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great service we should mention too, right? The itinerary portion of it, just because, and even you know, as you were talking, there's so much, it sounds like, there's so much to do in Colombia um, that you know, having somebody who can help you create a plan of actually what you want to do. So you don't find yourself, you know, overwhelmed to the point of you just sit in your hotel room, but actually being able to talk to somebody, uh, talk to a company that actually has experience and knows how to plan things out and how to make the most of your time in Columbia. Uh, that's a pretty valuable service as well, because I think we've all at some point or another traveled without a plan and then found ourselves not quite sure what to do because there's so many choices. Absolutely. That is true. And um, realistically, you know, our packages, they're all customizable. They're customizable before you get on your trip. Um, we often actually find that people like to change them during the trip as well. And we try to move things around, swap days here and there. There are some things we can't, um, you know, for example, if the flight's been booked for this particular day, then we can't, you know can't move that or, or we can if they'd like to book a different flight, but we can change things during the tour as well. We actually create a, like a WhatsApp group um, specific for each package tour that we sell for each travelers, each group of travelers, in which case um, the person who created the package tour and at least one other member uh, of our team will be in that um, WhatsApp group along with the travelers often the guide is there and the transport is there as well. So if they have any questions about the following day or what to do this night, or can we change this or that, there's going to be somebody available very quickly to answer that and just go and say, Hey, this is what you can do. We can do this for you, that for you. You know, we're always going to be here. We're always, our service doesn't end after you make your final payment. We, you know, our services, when they're home, they're safe. That's when we're, we're finished with helping. Perfect. Uh, with that, I will remind everybody, as I always forget to do, uh, subscribe, comment, like, give me money on Patreon, all the stuff that you can do uh, to support the podcast. Uh, check out the description and check out Columbia Tours website. Uh, and yeah, I think just what, what we said is the best place to leave it. Um, you always think that you probably have more time than you do. So as these travel restrictions ease, now is the time to take that trip, start to travel, start to take advantage of opportunities. Um, you know, because it's easy to put things off and put things off. Uh, but sometimes you just got to take advantage of chances when they come up, such as the, the ability to travel again. So Bruce, thank you so much for taking the time all the way from down in Columbia to uh, be on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I 